for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. All right. I am blue. You are bright and shiny in my mind. You got me loving, hating, crazy indecision in my mind. Welcome to the Fall Podcast, where the focus is on deer hunting, tips, tricks, tactics, and stories from across the Midwest. And now, here is your host, Aaron Blasey. Welcome to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and this is episode number 70. Justin, what is going on, man? This is episode number 70. I say it every week, but I feel like it's just like, it's climbing. I mean... (laughs) I never thought I'd be at 70. I don't know what you thought, what your thoughts are on it, but it's like crazy. Hey, time flies when you're having fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, guess. It just seems, when I mean, we just knock them out every week, sometimes more than one, and next thing you know, I mean, we'll be at 100 here before deer season starts. So I know. Yeah, and on today, um, obviously you're, you're joining me for the intro, but last week I was able to talk with the HuntWise app guys. Uh, they came up to the studio here and showing us their new app and everything. So I sat down with them quick and and uh, jumped on with them. Um, I've, I'll have Spencer, Jeff, and uh, Mark Peterson on. So there'll be three different guys and talking about their adventures and everything and just explaining the app. And there's some really cool features with this app. And I, you know, I've been using it for a couple of years now, and I just haven't really dove too far into the app. And after talking to these guys, man, they got some cool things coming out that I'm excited about, especially the AR feature and, you know, how you don't really need to have topple lines where you can download your area if you're out elk hunting or whitetail hunting or whatever. And, you know, you can see a 3D view of, of topography where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're on a mountain or or whatnot you can see what's what's over the next bend really and over the next mountain so they got some cool features coming out so it was a cool podcast a shorter one but it was it was a lot of information yeah i remember you sending me some uh, some snapchats when you guys are recording and um i saw it on on chris's uh, instagram story when you guys were going over that and uh it that could be a game changer for a lot of people i mean to have access to something like that you know, on your phone, I mean, it's, you're basically turning your phone into a GPS and you, you can, you can, like you said, see what's around the next bend or over the next, you know, over the next ridge or whatever, and decide if it's worth it or if you should go there, you know, just kind of get an idea of what it's going to look like before you get there. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's a huge thing to have in your arsenal for sure. It, it is. And they make it, uh, I believe they're making an offline map. So like, you got to have service to download the 3D feature, but once you've downloaded the area that you're going to go to, let's say you go on an elk hunt, you can actually take your phone out there and it's already downloaded and you can use it as an offline map and still be able to see that 3D feature. So that's really cool. And like you said, that I mean, that's cool. definitely could be a game changer. Yeah, it's like, 
it sounds like it's just like a, a regular like cached map, except it's still interactive. Like you can still use right. it to the full yep. potential you would in the app if you had service. Yeah. That's cool. You know, and, and my favorite part about the app, I think, is, you know, I'm a he- hardcore whitetail guy, which everybody knows. But what I like to do is, you know, set my stands. I name them and set them and everything on my farms. And then once you go in there and let's say you set a stand and you call it the pinch stand or, or whatever it is, and it brings up uh, like a drop down menu. And I mean, typically, you know where all the good deer movement is. So you can select what wins you think are the best wins for that stand. And then let's say you've got, you know, multiple stands and you're trying to figure out where to go hunt one night, you can go in there and select all your stands and then hit a calculate button. And it runs all these algorithms in the weather, in the wind, and it'll give you a percentage on which stand would be the best to go to for the weather and the wind algorithms and all that stuff. So that's pretty cool. It'll rate it like, you know, one stand might get a higher rating than the other, or, you know, one might just be like, you know, you have to go here. It's like a 95% rating. So right. I think that's, you know, my favorite feature. And I'm going to utilize a little more probably this year in the fall. Yeah, that'd be interesting because I know you like to log your hunts. And uh, I'm curious to see, like, over the course of the season, if you can actually validate that feature, you know, by number one, hunting by what it says. But number two, you know, if you actually, when you do see deer, you know, you know that, you know, you, you did have the wind advantage or, you know, that it just told you to do the right thing. I, I'm curious to yeah. see how that would play out. Yeah. And that's something, the times that I do calculate stands and want to figure out, you know, where I'm going, I'm, I am going to validate and, and just write notes down to see what I, you know, saw and see if I can get a pattern on that. Like you said, I think that yep. would be neat to, to figure out. And, you know, if there's anything behind it, any merit behind it, then we'll see, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be cool to watch it, to watch it unfold like that, you know, and just kind of compare that data to what you're actually seeing and what actually happens. I mean, yeah, just one of those, you know, another tool to put in the in the toolbox, like you said. So, yeah, um, you know, speaking of hardcore whitetail, and I, uh, I did something I said I probably wasn't going to do. Uh, <laughs> you actually did say this like a couple weeks ago on a podcast. Yeah. So I just want to let everybody out there know that. Justin yep. is a hypocrite now. <laughs> I am. I am. I got, I got sucked in. But you know, a couple of, a couple of daylight trail cam pictures of uh, some booners will do that to you, I guess. <laughs> so. Yep. Um, and being on seven hundred acres, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to ignore what's there, and not get excited about it. But um, so we did a we did a podcast, I guess back in the season like probably November, December with uh, my buddy Cooper, who was an intern here at the time. But uh, as I mentioned in that podcast, I've been hunting with Cooper long before he was an intern and, you know, some other friends of his, I've just kind of stuck, stuck close to over the years. And I've been hunting with these guys for about five or six years now. And, um, you know, they're gracious enough to actually just, just have me in there to hunt. And I've never done any kind of work as far as helping with food plots or, you know, hanging stands or any of the any of the legwork and um spending a year here with cooper and you know being this much closer to wisconsin where all those guys live and this farm that they hunt i said i gotta obviously i want to do my part this year and you know if nothing else just pay you back for for all the opportunities i've had but spent the day up there saturday uh putting in a really nice food plot 
And uh, just you talk about a poor man plot or a food plot on a budget. I mean, this was totally off the hip and uh, got into town Friday night, hit Walmart and Tractor Supply. Uh, I got mineral, I got seed, and I rented a disc for for uh, ATV and um, just went in there and banged it out in a matter of a day and, and hung a couple stands on it. So um, I'm really excited about it. Like We'll break it down in another podcast for sure because um, all in, I think I'm, I didn't go over 300 bucks on this thing. So, <laughs> what I mean by, or what you mean by that $300 too, is you bought, how many trail cams did you buy? I bought three trail cameras, batteries, SD cards for all three cameras, seed. I rented the plow and, uh, mineral. I'm all in for less <laughs> for, than 300 bucks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. And once you started doing this, you were sending me texts and everything Friday night and you and I weren't yep. talking about it before. And you're like, uh, we're going to Wisconsin on Saturday. And I'm like, Whoa, where'd that, you know, where'd this come from? Like this was total <laughs> yeah. impulse. And yep. so I think it's a good opportunity for you and I both to get on here in the next week or two to talk about the budget side of things and being able to do things on a budget. Cause I know a lot of people out there in the same boat, you know, you want to, over there you you just took your truck you loaded your truck up with your four-wheeler yep. and like stuffed everything inside of it i don't oh, yeah. know how you got the disc the the disc out there but uh, we had a, we had a no little trailer, trailer nothing well, oh did you yeah I, I rented the disc saturday morning and we had a, a little landscape trailer i mean there was no way i, I think i could have got it on there i mean i, I would have had to like <laughs> prop it up on the tailgate and strap it to the four-wheeler and it i don't know it was just so much stuff in oh, there already so gosh. that's but, yeah cool. i mean i off the cuff, like you said, it was just a nine o'clock at Walmart on Friday night to get cameras, batteries, cards, tractor supply to get seed and mineral. And I was waiting for True Value to open Saturday morning at 7 a.m. And we had that food plot. We had seed on the ground by, I think, noon, start to finish. And then I actually fenced it off because there was a couple cows in there that we had on camera in some other mineral sites that I wanted to make sure stayed the heck out of there. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good idea. Cause I mean, you are traveling a couple hours away to do that. So you don't want to be constantly yeah. getting batteries and cards that are full and cows that, you know, yep. ruining the plot and eating everything. So yep. no, but I, I can't wait to get into the weeds on that because I'm interested in, to know how you did that. So I think we need to dive into that on another podcast. But, yeah, you know, sure. I don't know if I told you, uh, and I don't know if I've said anything on the podcast yet or not. And I might have told you through texture, talking on the phone, but I don't know if I did on the podcast. But so everybody does know that I did pull a Kansas archery tag this year. So I will be hunting Kansas. But a little surprise, and I'm a little late to the game, but. Uh, I did find out that I am hunting archery in Iowa this year. <laughs> yeah, so, I remember you, you mentioned that, and you weren't expecting it when you applied. I think no. you said you just you tr- you thought you were applying for a point, and then you got the email or the letter, yep. and you got the tag. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like when Chris and Casey and all of us were doing the tag system. We go through a service called Worldwide Trophy Adventures, and it's um, basically it's a it's an agency that you go through, and they'll float your tag fees. So you say, this is what I want to be put in for. 
um, and then they'll pay for it. And then once you draw it, then you have to pay them back. So it's like they're floating you the fee. So that's how we do it because we're, we're applying for so many tags every year that, uh, you know, the cost gets pretty expensive, you know, and oh, yeah. it's kind of hard to keep track. So they have files over there and they keep track of it all. So Chris and I both had three points going to four this year. Well, when Casey was submitting all the tags and everything, he had told those guys that, hey, you know, anybody that needs to be put in for an Iowa tag this year, just put in for points. We don't want to get any tags because next year, Chris and I would for sure draw, and then Casey would have enough to draw, so at least us three could be able to hunt in Iowa together. Well, yep. so, you know, once we did that, that was months ago. You know, we were like, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, okay, I'm just going to hunt Kansas, which is fine. You know, we'll hunt Iowa next year. Well, the draw, the draw results come out, and I didn't even go look because I thought I was getting a point. And... Kate or Chris never went and looked or nothing. And um, Chad Johnson, you know, he's the guy that uh, I'm going to go hunt with. He's one of Chris and Casey's really good buddies. And actually, I want to have him on the podcast here too because he runs a he runs a, a really good outfit. And Chris and Casey have been friends with him for a long, long time. And I think it'd be cool to get him on to talk about actually some of the deer he's killed over the years. He's killed, I mean, giants and to just bring that outside or that outfitter perspective into because he runs a pretty cool outfit and uh and it's it's really legit so that'll be on another one but anyway chad texts me the morning of the results and he's like because i forgot to tell him that i wasn't gonna you know put in for a tag and uh he texts me he's like so did you draw and i said ah no i forgot to text you or call you You know he's like uh we're putting in for points this year that was at like nine o'clock the morning of the draw results at 4:30 that afternoon chris and i get an email from wta saying gentlemen i would like to congratulate you you guys uh, <laughs> were accepted for iowa archery and i'm like what like this is not right you know and uh i went i ran in to try to find chris in his office and he was in a meeting and i had to get going and i'm like well i can't talk to him or whatever so i'm like i go online real quick and look and it says yep accepted or you know draw (laughs) results successful i'm like holy shit like i'm doing it i got an iowa tag now (laughs) so iowa michigan and kansas that's gonna be my haunts this year so we'll see (laughs) it doesn't suck (laughs) no it's it's actually a good problem to have (laughs) yeah no it's i'm excited to see uh to see how that the whole season unfolds for you but now i know you're gonna be stuck in that where do I hunt? Do I, I really like public, but I have opportunity on private. Like, what am I yep. going to do? Yeah. All these options, like, oh, I don't know. It's going to be five years before I get it again. Like, blah, blah, blah. It's, yeah. I mean, you and I are the same when it comes to second-guessing ourselves. It's like <laughs> we talked about arrows yeah. the other day for an hour and a half just trying to <laughs> talk about <laughs> Axis versus uh, FMJs. And I'm like, I don't know. It's just an arrow, but. <laughs> Literally, it was an hour conversation, and yeah. I think we finally come to a conclusion what we wanted to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, well. but I talked to Chad, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go private right now, and I think I'm gonna come down there in August sometime. So, if that's the case, then we need to hook up, and yeah, because sure. I'm gonna hang some stands, go get some bean footage, stuff like that. Because Chad's gonna let us on a couple farms there that he's holding off for us. I think so. But uh, when I come awesome. down there, we need to need to hook up because I'm not too far from you. 
um, I'll be probably an hour, not maybe not quite an hour from you. So, perfect. Yes, um, I've got that Utah trip planned. I'll, that'll be like the middle of August. So if it works, that's the only time I'll be yeah. away. So, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Well, cool. I guess enough talking. We're at 16 minutes on this intro. So let's. I want to get these Huntwise guys on here, and so we'll kick it over to that, and uh, we'll go from there, man. All right, sounds good. All right, today on the podcast, I have the HuntWise guys, Jeff, Mark, and Spencer with me. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you for having us. Yeah. You guys are at the studio today here in Midland and thought it'd take a good opportunity to get you on the podcast here. So I'm excited to kind of dive into the HuntWise and and learn more about it. I know it's something that I've used for the past couple years, but honestly, I haven't really dove too far into the app. Um and used I don't think I've used it to its fullest so that's why I want to get you guys on here and talk about what it's all about where it come from and how it started so if you want to start with that can we can we go from there yes so um huntwise originally was not a business concept or an idea I'm a, I'm a hunter I have been my whole life um the original idea it was actually it was about 4:30 in the morning we were going <laughs> on a goose hunt of all things I'm like, man, every time we go, we try to track the weather conditions. You're looking at wind direction, yep. wind speed, um, pressure. You know, a lot of guys are more in-depth than do it. Um, some are moderately. And so I'm like, I wonder if there's a tool that we could use to help make our decision easier, right? Um, and my background is computer science, kind of this weird mix of loving the outdoors and con- yep. computer and um and so that day I went home from, from the hunt and I'm like, I bet if you use the different weather variables, traditionally people just use the solar calendar yep. of which, um, I found was not the complete story, right? You see one piece of it and even that's debated whether that's accurate or not. Um, so we did kind of devise this, these algorithms based on pressure, temperature, um, rising or falling temperature and pressure, wind yep. speed, wind direction. And then it also rotates those variables. So we call it a, you know, it's a rotating, um, stacked algorithm. So it yeah. says when the wind is in this, when, you know, when all the stars align pretty much, we can give you a five-star day. And so, but at the end of the day, I tell people it's not rocket science. It's not like, there's a magical formula. It's just that we've, you know, we've done a lot of research and we take a lot of expert thought. And then when, when everything is in its optimal range, it's going to let you know, and you're going to see a five-star day or a four-star day. Um, and we're, you know, we don't say you're going to, Oh, you're going to see a deer because we say it's a four-star day. But if over time you take, you know, use, use the algorithms and use what they predict for you, you might see a 20 to 30 percent in you know mm-hmm. improvement of when you're seeing deer right and then you might be in those you know those spots um more of the time right <laughs> you know pick the days that you're going to see more rather than less mm-hmm. and um and we've seen that and it's just been fun apart from the science the algorithm perspective yeah. um you know my family you know my dad and my dad's dad it's just been passed on from generation right. to generation and just building relationships with people that you love to do it. Um, and then, but we all want to have more success. Exactly. <laughs> and I, and you know, nowadays too, all these people, these hunters out there looking for this, I call it a big buck equation. They want a plus 
you know, B equals C equals, you know, I'm going to kill a big buck or something. They're looking for that. And I can see how this, you know, a lot of these apps are designed where, like you said, the algorithms with the pressure and the weather, you know, and the jury's kind of brought that on too, because Mark Drury is a scientist when it comes to, you know, weather and, you know, that equation, everything, you know, the first south wind after two norths, it's like, oh, it's great movement. Well, why is that? But one thing, the algorithm, and I don't know if probably your guys doesn't do that and it's hard to do that is like you know pressure people pressure coyote pressure you never know if a deer or a coyote might come in your area and and spook every deer and you go in there it's like oh it's the perfect night you know so that's the you kind of got to adapt from you know the iowa's to a michigan i mean i can listen to mark until i'm blue in the face about iowa but it doesn't really you know i have to adapt to the michigan side of it but um, I love that I can look at your guys's app and it gives me like, oh, it's a two-star day. Well, maybe I shouldn't really go hunting that day. Or it makes you think other ways too. And that's a key part if you look at people's time. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly. Every person can't go and bow hunt five days a week to maybe right. be able to get out twice during archery season. Yep. So you take that app and you play through it and say, you know what, if I got two days, I'm going to go on Tuesday and Thursday because yep. those are my best star days. Yeah, and right. putting your vacation time too. Exactly. So it's yeah. like looking ahead a little <laughs> yeah. bit, 10 days ahead. Okay, maybe I shouldn't take vacation today yeah. and let's do it. You know, so that's, I really like that about it as well. Do you use it a lot on your hunts, like out of, you know, out of the U.S.? Because you're yeah. in a lot of international yeah, so, hunts. So it also works in Canada. Okay. Um, I used it up there, especially when bear hunting, you do the same thing. You set yep. your stands and so forth in Saskatchewan. Uh, all my North America hunts, it's cool just to use the map feature. Yeah. Find out where you're going, what you're doing, especially before you get there. Yep. If, I, if I do a little bit of research before, I know the exact area so I can pull up mm-hmm. pull up the land stuff on there. Um, I actually started using the feed on it a lot more. Okay. Just truly, it's all hunting. Like yeah. I, I found what I was doing on social is like on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere else. I basically limited it down to the hunting anyway. Yeah. So this one, it's just already there. It's hunting pictures. It's a different, I would say it's a different group of people than that's on Instagram or Facebook because mm-hmm. these are people that probably would never post in general like right. that. So it's, I call it like-minded. Can so. you guys explain a little more about the community side of HuntWise? Because it is kind of a community, mm-hmm. right? So it's kind of like a social aspect. Can you explain more how that come about and, and why you did it? Yeah, I think we look at it in a couple of ways. I think uh, when you think about the hunting community, um, at times uh, hunting can be polarizing yeah. um, on, on certain uh, social channels, right? Uh, if I'm going to do a grip and grin photo with uh, my beautiful white tail, mm-hmm. um, I probably went to school with somebody that doesn't love that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's okay. Uh, but we wanted to create a place where people felt celebrated for, for their passions. Um, and so taking a look at kind of our social feed, we wanted to get, uh, to a place where we felt like people could be celebrated, but also, um, we look at it from a kind of a, a newer hunter, right? So, Mm -hmm. um, we hear things like numbers are dwindling. How do we, you know, train up the next generation? Um, and people are learning differently. So Jeff, Jeff learned from, you know, his, his grandfather and his father, um, I, I didn't have the luxury of doing that. I grew up in the city. Yep. And so I'm going to digital channels to learn. Uh, YouTube, social. Yep. And we really want to create a place where you can connect with other hunters right. and, and grow. Yeah, which is great because nowadays, when even when, I mean, I'm 32 now, but when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, YouTube really wasn't there. You couldn't really go and search, like, how do I 
work on my bow. Like, how do I press a bow? How do I put a D loop on? You really couldn't do that. You mm. had to go to a shop and you had to do that. Now, it people are evolving more now just with the different technology that we have. And I think that's really cool how you guys brought that into that app. And I think it eliminates a lot of trolls too, you know, mm-hmm. that you would get on social media. And we were talking about it yesterday, just in conversation about how you're only accepted if you, you know, are harvesting or killing bigger, bigger animals, yeah. you know, and then the trolls really start coming out if you don't. Mm-hmm. And I really don't like that about that. So I think in a way, your guys's community like that probably eliminates a lot of that. Am I am I right or am I totally. kind of far off? I'm I'm honestly so blown away about how amazing our community is at times. Um, just you see the the young teen kid who gets his first doe, yeah, and the the community immediately comes around him and said that's incredible, great that's start. Awesome. And usually there's a caption right. It's like it's not a big buck, but I'm pretty excited. And right. there's you know. 30, 40 comments from hunters all mm-hmm. over North America saying like, this is how we all started. Exactly. And, yep. um, so we're really excited about that. And then there's some other, like, you know, things that we're, we're getting pretty excited about. There's gonna be some new releases coming out kind of cool within the, the feature set just to find other hunters near you, mm-hmm. um, and, and start collaborating. Right. So if I'm trying to learn in a, a specific space, right. And I'm trying to get into a new category or new species, uh, I can find other hunters near me that are targeting those species. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. So it allows just for you like, hey, do you mind having a hunting buddy on, on your next waterfowl hunt? Like, I would love to learn. I know mm-hmm. nothing. Um, and so um, it's very, it's it's we're, we're pretty excited about it. That is really cool. Were you going to elaborate on something there? No. no. Oh, okay. Um, th- yeah, and it doesn't matter where you go. Like you said, you're, you'll find someone that is lending a helping hand and can, can point you in the right direction too. Um, to kind of elaborate more on what you said about, you know, international hunting, but mm-hmm. also like, let's say we're going to go on like an elk hunt mm-hmm. and no service. Now, is there a way to get that, you know, your maps and everything out there? Is it an offline feature? Or how do you, how do you work that? Yeah, so we um, just spent a lot of time and revamped the way that our mapping structure works and we're really kind of proud of what we came up with. So it allows you, we call it a property, but out west it could be an area, it could be whatever place you're going to. Um, as soon as you create it, it asks you, would you like to download this for offline use? Um, and you can choose the detail, low, medium, or high res, um, depending on how big you know your phone size. and. Yep. Um, and so, and then within that group, you can plot all your pins and your paths and it's, it's organized very cleanly. And I think, um, part of what we wanted to do is, you know, make, and this is always what we have in mind is how do you make a really robust tool that gives the the user something that they can really do a lot with, but it has to be user-friendly. It has to be simple. Um, your dad has to be able to use it or your dad's dad has, you know, and I I laugh with my dad because he's like, you got to show me how to use this. (laughs) But our job is to make something where you don't have to answer that for anybody. Um, And so as soon as you create a property, um, it says, would you like to offline this? You say, yes, it starts downloading in the background. Um, And then immediately you can go in and start plotting your stands um, or your waypoints, your glassing points. Okay. Um, and then while we're uh, while we're talking about some of the features, um, 
on, on iPhone, we have an amazing new tool that, you know, your elk hunters are using and it's um, our 3D mode. Okay. And so once you create a property or an area, say it's, you know, in the mountains or um, there's some definite elevation changes, um, you can actually render that view in a 3D space um, and use like a, um, an AR um, augmented really? reality 3D render of it. Okay. And so you can, instead of trying to read, you know, topo lines, which sometimes can be challenging to see really how your land is, you can literally put yourself in, you know, on a point where you're glassing and see what you're going to be, see as if you're standing That's there. That's awesome. Um, something that no other app has um, to date and... Um, just a, you know, amazing way for people to visualize the hunt. Yeah. Um, especially with, you know, you have a lot of DIY guys that are, I'm doing my first elk first hunt or one, my yep. 12th elk hunt, whatever it is. Um, I, I want to see where I'm going to be in, you know, and you can turn on a layer. We just added, you know, over 200 layers where I can now see, okay, here's all my access points. Here's the trails that I go up to it. I'm going to render this in 3d. And it's like, you have this amazing plotting tool that or planning tool essentially um that you know we're excited about it and it has offline capabilities and um combined with and, you know a lot of other apps they just have maps or just have one thing but then when you combine you know the weather with the map with the social side of it um hunters don't want lots of apps right right they want, you the want one. less apps that do the yep. right thing yep and so we're um, really trying to give people a simple, easy way of the right things to use um, before the hunt, during the hunt, and after the hunt. So the render feature, so if you're going out, and let's say you don't have any service on the mountain, you're elk hunting or something, you can't render it probably right there, right? You would have to render it when you did have service and then, you know, kind of pre-plan for that? Yeah, and that's, right now that's the case, Um we're looking just like you can offline a map in yep. the future. We want to allow you to use those offline maps for that 3d. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, a lot of people are using this for scouting. So they're in and they're at home saying, okay. Hey, where should I go yep. to? We have tracking tools um, that obviously let you track your location and kind of a breadcrumb f feature. So you can mm -hmm. record your path. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can do um, during the hunt. Um, but that tool is mo a lot of people just use it before the hunt to say, Hey, yeah. what am I going to expect? Well, and that's good too. And then you've probably, that'll probably be good for you because you get in situations where you're like, I don't know what's over the well, next mountain. The big part about it is it saves a ton of time when you get there. Cause yeah. it's, it's not, yeah, I know where I'm going to get to the glass, yeah. but I can actually track where I'm going to get there. So I don't have to go to this ridge and then all of a sudden look and say, okay, now I got to go a mile over here to the yep. north to actually get to the rim where I want. No, you can actually use that rendering and take it and do your exact path of how you're going to get there. So it's making you more efficient. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, saving time. Yep. Saving, saving time, time and saving your legs too and everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> endurance. So that's really cool. Now I kind of want to switch to the whitetail side of things, you know, for the whitetail hunter that is just going to use it for his farm in the Midwest or wherever that is. What are, what are the, the, the best features for a whitetail hunter? Like what can you do with this app to, to make a whitetail hunter, you know, make it useful, f useful for them? Yeah. So this is really kind of our original core of what we built, um, our tool set on and, um, being from Michigan, I think that's a lot. People are, are plotting food plots. They're managing their land. It's not a spot and stock. It's a stand hunt. Um, and so 
we really focus on on the property and managing your property all the way from measuring food plots and understanding acreage, you know, so you're buying the right amount of seed. Um, one of our, it's a little bit tucked away, but one of our most used features is um, as soon as you plot a stand, you can set your ideal wind direction. So if you know kind of the general pattern of the deer, um, you can set your optimal winds for each stand. And then in one click, it'll rank them all based on the wind pattern. So you can say, hey, I'm going to go in three days. And at 6 p.m., it'll literally say, you know, 87% at this stand, yep. 65% of this stand. Um, and so people will say you have, you know, 20 or 30 stands, um, even 5 to 10. Um, if you just on the onset, take a little extra time and plot that those ideal wind conditions um, and then it's it's pretty cool what the tool does, and it shows a, a scent drift animated yep. animated graph, um, and then helps you identify really quickly without remembering where all your stands are, remembering what direction they're <laughs> facing. I mean, I I've seen guys do this, yep. <laughs> and it's a that's it's my a, favorite feature of the whole app. Is honestly, that, okay. what you said. And, okay. But I guess my my question to you also is like, so when you when you calculate and you want all those stands to be calculated, does it only take in the fact of the wind or does it take in like the barometric pressure and the weather coming about or coming up, you know, or how does that work? Yep. So right now it's all of them. If you have your ideal wind set, um, ideal wind set, it includes that into your prediction. Okay. Gotcha. Um, we are kind of migrating it to right now. You can basically predict from any stand, um, and so in future months, you will predict from a, like an area because it doesn't always make sense to like, if you have 20 stands on your property, you're not going to have different weather on every mm -hmm. stand, right? Yep. Um, I mean, unless you're hunting thousands of acres or hundreds of acres. Um, but majority of all people are going to have the same weather on, on one property. Right. And so you're just going to select a property and you're going to get the prediction analysis on that whole property. And then from that screen, you're going to then say, okay, now what is my best stand? Okay. And then that is based on your ideal wind. Gotcha. So you'll say, you know, so it'll say, hey, Thursday, based on the weather conditions, Thursday at six will be your best time to go out. And then while you're out, your second question is, well, what, sh what stand should I be at? Mm -hmm. And then the compare stands, you know, feature comes in. That's really cool. And that just, that's taking something a step further. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I really like about your guys' thought process is you're taking something one step further than anybody else really is. And, and, uh, that's what I like about it. Cause that's me. I'm, I'm a whitetail nut and, you know, I'm on apps all the time and like, I've got like eight hunting apps and it's like, yeah. I yeah. got to go to weather for one and another for this one. But I, I like that about it. Now, one thing I was wondering if it did have, and I haven't seen it yet. So me being a producer and, you know, filming for Chris and Casey. And so if I'm out filming Casey, what I like to do is take a journal every night of, you know, what we, what we seen, what I filmed. So when I get back in the edit bay, I know, you know, my storylines and everything. So it's just easier because yep. I forget, you know, eight months ago, like what happened. So what I like to do is while we're in the stand, you know, if, if we have a couple does come out, once those, you know, I'd get all my shots and everything, go into that app real quick. You always get your phone with you and just write a little journal for myself. Say I saw three does, um, you know, and then it logs, maybe it would log a time. So at 345 on December 7th, you saw three does and, you know, I filmed 
them for 30 minutes. I don't know what that, but does it have a feature, something like that, where you could like journal out for yourself? I mean, nobody else really has to see it, but I know a lot of guys are starting to get more into journals and kind of, you know, not even for filming, just for their use of just remembering. Mm-hmm. And cause a lot of guys are saying, you know, with bucks year after year, they have annual patterns, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff. So just to keep it fresh in mind, do you have anything like that? So right now what you can do in that case, uh, you know, on each log that you post, you can make it private. Okay. And you can also tag what you've seen and it'll store that. And so in, in this case right now, I would just create a log, type, you know, your message would be your notes or whatever you yep. wanted. You could turn on make private if you wanted just to be your private thing. And you can add your harvest, hey, saw three dough. Yep. Um, you can tag that right in your post. Um, there's an, a tool on the back end on the website only right now. Um, if you go to the me tab on the website, there's a stats section that, that compiles okay. all your stats gotcha. and, and it's kind of another little hidden mm-hmm. gem. Um, what in the future, what we're going to be doing is moving, uh, because people see social different than what you're talking about. Yep. Right. So right now we collect all the information. So when you, um, post a log, we're on the back end collecting weather, time, um, what the pressure was then, what all the temperature. So all the data exists. Um, we're going to move that to the prediction tab so you can do like a smaller, um, just like a quick harvest report, just like you're saying. It's not like a full log, not a f- social feed. Yep. It's just a quick, um, we can even geofence it when you walk out of your stand, you know, right. hey, what'd you see? Boom, 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 yep. whatever. Done. That's pretty cool. And then yeah. that goes right into this journal um, that in turn would improve your predictions. Yeah. So next, so like you don't even have to, you know, if you saw five, it would remember that. And then when it would predict, it would include that and, in, you know, mm-hmm. in making your, your own predictions smarter. Yep. And then one of the farms here, one of my farms here in Michigan, my wife and I are the only ones that hunt it. So we log adult does and bucks that we see. So then at the end of the year, we say, you know, we tally them all up and then we try to figure out our buck to doe ratio that way. Um, so that was another feature for me that I really, I do it manually and just try to figure out um, what the buck to doe ratio is and what you have seen during the year. And I don't know, like I said, I'm a nut like that. So I like the scientific side of things. So, sure. but um, no, that's, that's really cool. Now, Mark, do you have anything that you love about the app from all your hunting experiences? Like one thing that is like a must for you on it? Ooh, I would say there are a bunch of musts on it now. Um, a cool thing with, with the outfitters that I own that are kind of spread all over yep. though is that offline where you track a property and I can have the guys actually send me the property layouts after they're done. Okay. So like down in Kentucky, we probably have at Salt River, what was it? 58 leases or something okay. like that spread all over. Vary from 4,000 acres down to 20,000 acres. Yep. You know, some guys are like 20, 20 acres. What are you doing with 20 acres? I'm like, that's where the 190 was shot off. <laughs> you guys don't understand. We're strategic in why we get right, this. Yep. But like George goes in and he, he plots these properties and has the stands plotted on them and he can send those to me but the cool part is is when we have hunters in camp he can now send those to the hunters in camp so as they're so they sitting can they can them. see the whole they can see where they're actually at yeah. and where their where their wind is going and so forth so i like i take a step back from me and in the outfitting world it's making the outfitters better gotcha because it's making the hunters better right. as they go there too yeah. yeah so they're always learning so that, mm-hmm. that's 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 a great great point if, for me with my travel schedule like the prediction part when i'm actually at home i'm like you like i, I hunt no matter where i'm at like yes. i'll be home 
And yeah, they're smaller deer in Michigan. Everybody, everybody knows it. I still hunt. Yeah. Like, I still hunt. Love it. I love it. That's, yep. that's what I do. But I've also got three kids. So mm-hmm. when I'm home, like family's number one priority. Yep. But then there's still a couple nights that I'm going to sneak away or a couple mornings that my wife's right. going to drop the kids off at school. What days am I going to pick right. to do that? I'm the, I'm the same when I'm home. I have to manage my time. So I'm going to pick, you know, Tuesday morning because it shows mm-hmm. the best best place here. Yeah. I, get, I love that. You you kind of take the guess game or guess guessing game out of it for hunters as well like with that calculating feature and everything with any of the wind and algorithms that you got going on in the weather so that's what i you know it's like you're always fight with yourself it's an internal battle it's like do i go to this stand or this stand while i'm pushing the wind here you know and it might be that little push over the hump it's like oh i can go here Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. i didn't think about that one so well very cool i i don't want i want to be pressed with your guys time and 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 we'll probably cut it loose here, but I, I appreciate you guys coming on and doing this. Do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to get out there about the app or, you know, where can people go to download this and, you know, maybe the packages that you guys offer for it? Yeah. So right now it's available on our website at huntwise.com. You can get the app on the iOS app store on the iPhone app store or mm-hmm. on Google play on the Android store. Um, I always like to leave with hunting for us is not about an app, right? And it never has been, and in my opinion, never will be. Yeah. I think there's a lot of things that it does, you know, to help hunters. And um, But the point of hunting for us has always been, you know, to be a part of creation and enjoy it with other people and to build relationships. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's great, a lot of the things that we're doing. Um, but I always want to um, come back to the why, right? Mm-hmm. And we share that as hunters, and I think that's cool. And um, and, and it's just been a, you know, a privilege to be in the outdoors with, with people and to enjoy yeah. them. Yeah. And Spencer touched on this a little bit. The, the community is of, with Jeff's message right there, the community that's within the app and the, you see the different age groups and you see like outside on, on an Instagram, they are bow hunters that will not follow rifle hunters, right. rifle hunters that will not follow bow hunters, yep. they are Western hunters that won't follow Eastern hunters. There are people that bait, there are people that don't bait. The beauty about HuntWise is the central core is why everybody is on that platform. Yeah, it's got cool mapping. It's got the hunt prediction. It's a community right. is what it is. And if I'm a hunter, I truly support all forms of hunting. I don't care if I'm an archery guy or a rifle guy. Like I agree. That, that's the community part or or a child's first year. Yeah, it was a four point. You know what? Me as a hunter, I don't really care because that, that child is now engaged right. in hunting. That's mm-hmm. that's the beauty first step. And, you, and Spencer touched on it and Jeff did too. The community aspect of HuntWise is, is why I'm proud to be part of it. it. Yeah, it's got all the cool features. It's, it's If I look at the mapping, like where it's going to be, between now and the next year, it's going to be leading. If I look mm-hmm. at the hunt predictions, it probably already is leading. If I look at the social feed, it, it's definitely leading. But that community is the part that is going to be exciting to watch grow from now over the next five years. Right. Well, in the hunting world, too, is it's it's small. Yeah, and, it and, is. And we're losing hunters at a rapid pace, mm-hmm. you know, and that community is bringing more hunters together as well and getting those younger kids and that younger generation in and building our hunting community back up because we're so small in the grand scheme of things and we're getting stomped on in a lot of ways you know so and it's it's, engaging a younger crowd how do you keep them well this app is what kids are on apps all the time that's that's what they do like now now all of a sudden they can play with this app while they're in the field hunting and it's the same thing like i like I live, breathe, and and I'm not going to say how many days I'm in the field a year because in case my wife listens, I, I can't get out. This is the first time I've seen you in three years. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's the first time I've been here. Yeah. So, like that, 
I would do anything to take my kids out. My kids' schedule right now is busier than mine is. Right. They have sports every single night. They, mm-hmm. They've got this going on. So even though I live, breathe, and, and literally in the field during hunting season, if you call hunting season for me, it's all year, but if you call the fall, 90 days. Yep. That 90 days, I'm literally in the field 86 days. Yep. I'm like, Halloween is the one day my wife says, I got to be home with the family, Thanksgiving. Like, you count the major yep. holidays, I'm there. But other than that, I would do anything to bring my kids out. So it's planning, okay, I'm going to get my daughter out. When is the best time to actually take take that? Because I know she can only get out for three to five days. Right. Like that, i got to maximize her time in the field. And as you have a younger person in the field, you can't go out there and just have a dud for like six hours. Right. And sit there with an eight-year-old for mm-hmm. six hours of not doing anything. <laughs> They're going to be like, I don't want to go and do that again. Yep. No, it's like I've got two hours. I really want to catch their attention in that two hours to grow on it. You go out two hours, it was action-packed. On the next time you're out, three hours mm-hmm. and so forth like that. So yeah, that's, that's it's all good stuff, and it's really awesome what you guys are doing. And I appreciate you coming on and doing this. Thank you very much for doing it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Yeah.